we're going to take a deep dive into the video game sector now. Let's bring in our panel. Brett Sifling, director of Get Invested Gerber Kawasaki Wealth Management. Doug Astrop, managing partner, Exponential Investment Partners. Hope I got both of your names right, Brett and Doug. So good to have you both. <laughs> Brett, let's start with you. Video game stocks, a major investment theme of yours, but you've been scaling back a little bit, lowering your exposure to them. Is that because people are finally leaving their homes and no longer on their consoles or what? Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, as we enter this new normal, getting out of the coronavirus pandemic, um, we have lowered our allocation to video game sector. Um, we think that these companies are going to be facing pretty difficult comps because everyone's not just staying at home. So we're focusing on more quality names, got out of you know, more of the speculative studios that we have been investing in. And ultimately, we do think that it's long term great uh, investment theme. But right now, that's just a little bit volatile during these times. Doug, what's your growth outlook for this space? Well, it seems to be growing at about 10% a year pretty consistently and um, has good long-term prospects, especially with the metaverse coming into focus, which, you know, we don't really know where that's going to lead, but it's certainly uh, an exciting uh, thing to, to think about and, and uh, dream about, you could say. But uh, we, we don't disagree with what Brett said. I mean, I don't think you want to load up on game companies necessarily. And, uh, but there's definitely some names that have exposure to the space that are really attractive, uh, specifically Microsoft. You know, you're, you're getting a lot of gaming exposure with that name, but you're also getting exposure to the cloud with the Azure business. So that's a way to play it where you're not overloading up on gaming because it, it is, it's a niche industry that, you know, you don't need necessarily need an outsized allocation to it, but it's probably something you should have some exposure to given the uh, future prospects and the metaverse and, and the growth rate. It's interesting. I was going to bring up Microsoft because Brett, it's also one of your top picks. And obviously, we've seen a lot of M&A activity in this space, the biggest, of course, being Microsoft's bid for Activision Blizzard for $68.7 billion. How much of your bullishness, Brett, is based on that deal going through? Because when I look at Activision, I would think it should be trading near the offer price of $95 a share, and it still isn't. It's trading at $78.79 right now. Uh, so, so how much of your bullishness is linked to that Activision deal, Brett? Yeah, it does seem like there's been a lot of M&A activity, whether it's Sony going after Bungie, whether it's Take-Two going after Zynga for their mobile games, and then obviously the, the big elephant in the room, which is Microsoft and Activision. I'm really excited to see if Microsoft can, one, fix the culture issues that were happening at Activision. It was obviously some terrible things that were going on there, but they have a lot of talent. And where I see this fitting into the Microsoft suite is really their Game Pass, their Xbox Game Pass has grown to about 25 million subscribers. And so Activision has some great titles that they can add into that. And investors love subscription-based models compared to the old way of video games, which was a very volatile way of selling just single titles. And you didn't really know how well that they were going to do. So I think it fits in perfectly for that. And I think the market is discounting it a bit too much. And ultimately, I do think that the deal will go through. 
All right, so Brett, you also like Unity. Doug, going back to you, in addition to Microsoft, you like Roblox, which is down in a big way this year, down 55%. So I guess good buying opportunity there, but also win. And your reasoning is because of its direct exposure to Macau. So my question then is how does China's zero COVID tolerance policy and uptick in COVID cases and renewed lockdowns play into that decision? Well, yeah, when is definitely a longer term play because as you mentioned, things are gonna be rocky in the near term with the lockdowns over there. But if you just look at uh, the longer term potential, they're um, getting this 10 year renewal on their license, uh, one of only six licenses that are available in Macau. And that's a huge um, sort of quasi monopoly, if you will. I mean, it's a oligopoly, I guess. Uh, so that's a huge competitive <laughs> advantage they have over there and uh, incredible real estate that can't be replicated. There's only so many competitors that can come in. And um, it's, you know, 73% or so of their earnings come from Macau. So you're really getting very pure Macau exposure, which most people would, would find to be a great diversifier for a portfolio. And again, it's a longer term bet on Macau and China. Uh, in the near term, probably gonna be volatile for a while until they get through their latest bout with COVID. But longer term, we think the crowds will return and uh, they'll do quite well. And stock's down 43% from its high. So a lot of upside there. And Roblox is a similar story in that it's been obliterated. I mean, it's down lost two thirds of its value. So there's not a whole lot of downside left. And we think longer term, they, they're building a great ecosystem with a very dedicated uh, user base. And they're gonna have lots of opportunities to monetize that base. They've been successful in going a little bit older with their users recently. And they're showing good growth in January, even though the end of the year was a little disappointing it looks like the trends are, are picking back up for them. So we just think that's been oversold. And as a speculative name, you could really um, potentially have a good winner there longer term. At a, a big discount, if you, if you uh, think that they're nearing a bottom right now. Brett, you're predicting a rise of a mainstream play-to-earn video game built on blockchain. Is this a bet on Ethereum or another crypto? Explain this to me. Yeah, so we, we do look at digital infrastructure, right? Who's actually putting together these games. Companies like Unity on the public markets are a lot easier to, you know, invest in realistically than a lot of these blockchain companies. But I've gone to these hacker houses across LA, uh, these NFT conferences, and it's really interesting to hear that the number one theme that these developers are working on is some type of play to earn game, whether it's on Solana, Ethereum, or a different more speculative blockchain. Right now, it's so early to tell who's going to be the big winner. But I do think that there's going to be some type of cultural phenomenon similar to like a Fortnite that we've had in recent past where this is really going to go from an idea to a mainstream way of life. And eventually, you know, these in-game items will be owned by the players. They won't be owned by these corporations. And ultimately, that relationship is eventually going to change. And it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of the ecosystem interacts with it and who are going to be the big winners over time.
Doug, meanwhile, you say the legalization of gambling in the U.S. has, has another has added another growth engine for the industry. Is that benefiting casinos or actually video game makers? How does that how does that work? Well, it seems to be more casinos and then upstart uh, online gambling companies. Uh, the video game companies seem to have kind of stayed away from from this area for now, uh, maybe because it's you know, there's a bit of a, a line there between uh, sort of gaming for fun and gambling for money. It's kind of really been considered two distinct uh, activities. And uh, but we, we think that there again, win has a great uh, advantage there they, with their win bet. And uh, they've gotten an early jump on uh, getting into that. And they have a great brand and uh, great customer loyalty and so we think we think they'll do well in that space, and that's that's a whole nother uh, engine for their growth that's not really priced in at all right now. So we think that'll be a great driver of future uh, profits. It's probably a good thing that people who play video games aren't doing it, betting money that they're not hand in hand. That was my question because the people who I know that do play play for so many hours that there's the potential to lose a lot of money. Brett, I'll leave you with the final word, just in terms of what investors should consider when they're getting into this space. Yeah, we'll you know, leave you guys with a word of caution because the tech market is very, very volatile right now. There's a ton that's going on in the industry, specifically in video games, um, that's very speculative. So um, you know, stick to the, the more proven names and over time, you're gonna be okay. Many thanks to Brett Siffling, Gerber Kawasaki Wealth Investment Management, and Doug Astrop, Exponential Investment Partners. Appreciate your insights. Thanks so much.